Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Schooling Ya, a Birchen Park podcast. I am joined by Elaine Santanello, the principal of Mountain View Elementary School. And as everyone knows, or everyone should know at this point, the uh, the, the previous episodes of Schooling Ya, a Birchen Park podcast, we have been focusing on transitions and what transitions mean for our students, specifically as they enter sixth grade. Um, and we are going to be wrapping up our discussion on transitions with this particular episode. But before we concluded our examination of the transitional process with our students. I definitely wanted to touch base with Elaine because she has um, she has experience and insight on the transition process. So before I get any further, I just want to say hi, Elaine. Hi, Connor. <laughs> Happy Friday. Yes, thank goodness. So um, you have been principal um, at Mountain View for how long now? This is the eighth year. Okay. So you have seen so many cohorts of students um, leave your building and, and come our way. So what are your expectations for your students by the time they exit your school? Well, we try to get them as comfortable as we can with having more than one teacher when they're in fifth grade. So they move from classroom to classroom depending on subject area. We try to get them ready for a different, maybe a different style of teaching than they're used to. It, you know, they could be in larger classrooms. We try to make sure their workload is appropriate for fifth grade, but also is a little bit tougher so they understand what's going to be coming at them as they move up through the grade levels. Okay, so, you know, talk about, you know, things getting tougher, um, you know, as they move through the, uh, the, the grade levels. That, that's a perfect segue because the next question is around challenges. Now, what are the challenges that you face as an educator in getting students to meet your expectations? Well, it's a big developmental jump from third grade to fifth grade. When they come in from Meadowbrook, they're still, you know, very young, very immature, and we really only have about two and a half years to get them ready to face, you know, adolescence and the times of being in middle school, which can be very tough for probably everyone that's ever gone through middle school. So um, we just try to increase the rigor in academics as they go through the three years. And we also just try to get them to mature, become more responsible, become more independent, just so they're ready for what they're going to face. Now, think back when you were in fifth grade. How would little fifth grade Elaine Santanello have done in your school with adult Elaine Santanello as principal? Wow. Um, I was very, I, I still am a big rule follower, so I probably would have been fine. I would have gotten along with myself. Okay because I do like people to follow the rules. I don't have a lot of rules, but I like people to follow the ones we have. So I think I would have gotten along fine. Now, I'm a little bit more of a rebel now that I'm older. Okay, um, so that, that's, that's great, because the next question is, is still you know, just about you and, and your life. Um, now with, with our students as they come to us in, in sixth grade, um, that, that step from fifth to sixth, it's, it's a big moment in their lives. Um, it's, it's a big transition, and you know, the, the district does everything it possibly can um, you know, to prepare students for that. But I, it, it's good for them because it's not just an in-class lesson that they learn. It's, it's a life it's a life experience that's good for them in, in how to start to adjust to transitions. So throughout your life, how, how did you handle the, the major transitions um, as, as you navigated your, your way through 
through growing up? Well, I think back in the olden days when I was growing up, things were very different. You know, if you forgot your homework at home or you forgot your water bottle or your gym clothes, no one was coming to bring them to you. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, you could make it through the day, you know, dealing with the fact that you forgot it and you learned a lesson because the next time you wouldn't forget Mm -hmm. it, you know, no one was going to bring it to you. I think nowadays with the technology we have and the cell phones and social media, kids have more access to their parents. You know, we talk about how they have a lot of access to everything, but they actually have more access to their parents than we did back then. So I think a lot of kids have become a little bit too dependent on minor things Mm -hmm. that they can live without that they don't need their parents for during the day. So we try to break the kids and the parents of that habit of calling the minute that they need something. It's hard, but um, I think that's the biggest difference between when we were growing up or when I was growing up, you're much younger than me, um, and then when kids today are growing up. I, you know, I used to walk over a mile to school every day, back and forth, not uphill both ways, but <laughs> yeah. back and forth, in the cold and everything else. And my mother had no idea whether I arrived there or not. You know, nowadays we don't let our kids go from a house on our street down to the corner without making them texting yeah. text us to tell us they got there okay. So... It's just a different world. Yeah, yeah, we definitely see that at the, the middle school as well. Um, and I, I, this is something that I think about a lot now that um, Ivy is is getting a little bit older. Um, she just turned two, and I, I can't help but think every time I, I speak to a parent or I speak to you know a kid who you know I have to have this conversation with, um, I can't help but put myself in in the shoes of how am I going to react? You know, because I think that it's our natural instinct just want to help out the mm-hmm. kid in that moment. You know, as yeah. the parent, it's what we want to do. Um, and the, the intent is coming from absolutely the right place, but, you know, there's definitely detrimental effects along the way. You know, I think that we are doing our kids a disservice by not giving them the ability to, to stand up on their own. Right. And, um, you know, but it, it's, just, it's just funny that you say that because it's been on my mind a lot um, how I handle my job as... Um, you know, as a as an assistant principal and as an educator, um, it's it's what I have known now for you know a, you know just being an educator for about a decade, and I've only known how to be a parent for two, and I'm constantly juggling these two and just wondering where they bleed in and out of each other and, and how it's going to my role as a as a um, parent is going to help influence my role as a as a administrator and, and vice versa. I, I just, think the the most important thing to remember is that. They have, if there's no, if they're always being saved in whatever situation they're in, they're never going to learn how to do it on their own. It's true. And I, you know, parents will come flying in here with a lunch that someone forgot at home and they left their own job to bring it in. And I'll say, you know, I would never let them starve. Mm-hmm. You don't have to run here with the lunch. Yeah. The, there's something we can give them to eat, you know. Um, don't feel like you have to do that all the time. Don't. They're going to remember if if they forget enough, and there's no lunch here for them, and they or they don't like the lunch we're serving. They're going to remember tomorrow. Hey, I need to bring my lunch. Yeah. So, just keep that in mind. I I definitely will. It, it it's not gonna. 
It's not anything I'm going to stop thinking about um, for the next 18 years, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> it's longer than 18, yeah, that's, just that's true. Um, so what is the lasting impact that you want to have upon your students? I would say in Mountain View, although we want to increase the rigor, increase their independence, increase you know them feeling that they can handle things on their own, we also try to have a lot of fun. Now, I won't say it's been that way since I started here. We've instituted a lot more fun, you know, over the last few years because I don't want school to be a place where, oh, we have to get up in the morning, we have to take tests, we have to look at data, we have to... So we try to do a lot more fun things here so that kids realize that we care about them, that we want them to enjoy school, we want them to have fun at this point in their lives. It's There's enough to deal with when you get older that you don't need, you know, third, fourth, and fifth grade to be feeling like you're going to work in a factory, mm. you know. So we play music on Friday mornings and dance in the halls. We have events outside of school where the staff participates, whether it's volleyball or the talent show. Um, you know, the end of the year fifth grade party is always fun. So we try to do things that make kids understand that we care about them, and school can be fun and make it like a family atmosphere. Okay, last question, Elaine. Okay. Um, so you didn't start off um, as principal as an elementary school. You started off as a teacher. So a couple questions. Mm -hmm. What did you use to teach? Mm -hmm. And what did you love most about teaching? And how do you keep that love alive when you have such a different set of job requirements as a principal? First question, I started teaching fourth grade in 1989 and I taught fourth grade for nine years. Every subject, first six years was at a Catholic school so I also had to teach religion. Mm -hmm. um, what did I love most about teaching? Is that what this is? Yeah, what did you love most about teaching and how do you keep that love alive um, with, by basically, like, you have a completely different set of job mm -hmm. requirements and a different skill set that you need to employ as being an administrator of a building. Um, so how do you keep that, what got you into this business in mm -hmm. the first place was not administration. No. So how do you keep that fire alive? I never even wanted to be a principal. Yeah. That was never even a goal of mine. Um, the reason I went into it is because I've always loved working with kids. I find interacting with them every day to be funny. I wish I'd written down a million things that they've said to me over the years. I could have written a book. Um, I just love the daily interaction with kids. Now, the only way I can keep that alive in this job is to be in the classrooms as much as I can. I am in the cafeteria every day for all three lunches, and it's the only way I would get to know them all. I, I do pride myself in the fact that I know every kid in the school, I know all their names, and they're why I'm here. So that's why I went into it, and that's how I keep it alive today. Can't lose sight of the kids. No. That's why we're here. All right, so Elaine, that was, that was about 12 minutes. Wow. Um, so 12 minutes on a Friday. Um, you know, two administrators in the in the district being able to, to talk and the buildings are not burning down. That's yes, that's quite that's a great. feat right now. So um, I want to thank you for your time. Thank and you. Any last words or any thoughts to our listeners? I wish my outgoing fifth grade the best of luck at Birchland. I can't wait to get them. All right. Uh, thank you, Elaine.
All right, everyone, welcome back. I am joined right now with Connor. So, Connor, how are you today? Good. Yeah, you doing okay? Yeah. Happy Wednesday. Um, how has the week been going so far? Good. Okay, so first of all, I just want to say that um, maybe I'm biased. I don't know, but I just have to say that you have the best name in the building. So congratulations on that. You and I belong to a, a very particular club, and... Uh, you know, I just, like I said, maybe I'm biased. I don't know. But I do like to think that it's a pretty dope name. Uh, so, um, Connor, as we talk about where you're at now, um, let's look back at, you know, where you've come from. So at this time last year, you were in fifth grade. And um, you started to, to look ahead. And you, did you go to Maple Shade or Mountain View? Maple Shade. So you um, you looked ahead at where the future was going to take you, and the, the next year you would not find yourself in Maple Shade. You would be coming here to us. So as you started to think about what sixth grade was going to bring, and you know as you thought about leaving fifth grade and your principal and all of your, your teachers, um, what, what were the things that you were most afraid of? Um, probably... English because early in the um like in the middle of the school year um English was my hardest class and at Maple Shade so I kind of thought that I wouldn't really be that good in it mm-hmm. but um it actually wasn't really that bad so it's going okay you enjoying it yeah very nice. Uh, and what were the things that excited you the most? Probably gym and the specials, probably. Okay. So you were you were looking forward to all the different options that, that you had. So when you came to us for the step-up day and you got to tour the building, what were, what were some of the thoughts that went through your head? Um... I don't really remember that mm-hmm. much, but um, I remember I didn't really think that I was going to make it into STEAM mm-hmm. because um, for the gift, I wasn't really, like, I wasn't, I wasn't the best in gifted and talented, mm-hmm. and I was kind of scared when I went to Step Up Day because, like, I didn't really know that much people, and... There's a lot of, like, bigger kids. So. And then now that you are, um, you know, it's almost February, so now that we're months and months into the school year, you know, how, how's it going? Good. You like being here? Yeah. You doing okay in your classes with your teachers? and Okay. Um, so as you transitioned, what... What was something that you learned about yourself as you transitioned from elementary school to middle school? Um, oh, it's not, like, if you just try, and, that, like, even if you don't really think you're good at it, you'll still get, like, you'll still, like, be good. You'll, like, still get good grades. Okay. Just, if, you, if you just try. So trying and effort, that is, that, that's really, really important because there's a lot of people out there that think that it's really all about just the talents that we're born with. 
um, and there's been a lot of research to show that that's not the case. It's really about, you know, I mean, having some natural ability is, you know, does does help, but it, it isn't a deal breaker. And even those people, you know, with natural ability where maybe school comes easy in some regards, other people, sports come easy, that's not the case. It's really all about how much of ourselves we put into the work and how much time we spend on trying to perfect a particular craft, whether it be um, you know a, a particular um, sport, whether it be a musical instrument, whether it be just cracking the books and researching and learning and just fine-tuning our student skills um, on, on how to be the best student that we possibly can. So the fact that you have picked up on this at such an early age, there are adults that I know that still haven't figured it out. But um, Connor, you, you have figured it out, and that is, a, that is a remarkable achievement that at this age you have, you have come to that conclusion. That is, that's something to be very, very proud of. Um, so like I said, it's, Feb, it's almost February, and um, though you know, the, the springtime and the summertime you know, brought transition as you started to think ahead of coming into sixth grade and leaving fifth grade behind, um, and of course there was the first day of school and you're dressed in your new clothes and the building is shining because it's so clean and you know everyone has their fresh haircuts and um, you know it's just it's the whole beginning of, of school and you know it brings that new transition and you walk up those stairs and you're in a new hallway and you meet all your new teachers and oh my god I'm a sixth grader now um, I have transitioned I'm here but just because you have entered the building and you have become a sixth grader that transition isn't over yet you're, you're you're constantly learning new things. You're constantly being given new challenges and new experiences. So um, what are the challenges that you continue to face as a middle school student? And what are you doing to combat those challenges? Well, most of them is the homework because in fifth grade we didn't really have that much homework. But now, like, we have homework a lot more. So I wasn't really, like, the first... The couple weeks we didn't really have that much, but then like later we started getting like a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of challenging because like I wasn't used to it. I like I like had a whole year where like we had homework like once every two weeks mm -hmm. sometimes. So. Well, that that's that's definitely. I'm glad that you have. Um, been able to identify that um, because you know you know we have a lot of conversations as educators about the importance of homework and you know how we're supposed to incorporate homework uh, into into people's lives because you know in 2018 after school in 2018 looks a, a little bit different than after school in 2008 and then 1998 and 1988 um, and, and and decades before I mean I, I think that for a lot of kids when they go home, there's a lot of after-school things that they have to do, so there isn't necessarily a lot of time for homework. Um, but you know, we constantly have conversations about what are students' expectations as they get into the older grades, um, where there is going to be more homework, and, and how do we prepare our middle school students to get them there um, without overburdening them. So it's good for you to start to, to build up those strengths that you have around, around homework. So I, I mentioned outside of school. I mentioned that when you go home, there's a lot of activities to, to, to keep engaged in. Um, so what are some of your passions and interests outside of school? Um, 
I like sports a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the travel basketball team, the travel baseball team, and I just finished travel soccer. Mm-hmm. So... Very cool. So, I mean, now sometimes there is a, a clear line in the sand between um, activities in school and the things that you do in school and the things that you do outside of school. Um, and we want to work towards a point in which a student's interests um, in life find their way into instruction, find their way into activities, find their way into the classroom. So, you know, you, you mentioned that you are interested in sports. It's something that, you know, you pursue on the outside of school. Is there any any time during the school day where you're able to activate those interests? Um, in gym, probably. Mm-hmm. That's the most. And sometimes in the other classes, like, in math, we, there's this kid that likes the Panthers, mm-hmm. and then so everyone else like the Patriots, so we kind of get off topic and argue. Okay. Um, now, in terms of learning styles, do you find yourself learning best when you are up and moving, or are you someone that needs to, to sit um, and kind of quiet and, and a more traditional thing? So when it comes to, like, you learning, how do you learn best? Um... I kind of, like, sometimes I like to, like, learn sitting down, and sometimes I like to um, be moving around. Mm -hmm. Like, in the beginning of of the school day, um, that's, like, the easiest for me, like, to sit down. Mm -hmm. But then when I do my homework, I have to, like, get up and move because Mm -hmm. I haven't really, like, moved that much. Mm -hmm. So... You gotta stay up and moving. So yeah, that that's why I asked because I mean, if if you're involved in athletics, then that's something that kind of constantly keeps you keeps you in motion. So I would I would wonder if because you need to keep in motion, whether or not that is something that would translate into the classroom and how you could access you know that part of yourself and tie it to instruction. Um, okay, so my last question is this: as we start to look ahead to the end of sixth grade. What is one personal goal that you have to accomplish by the end of this year? Um, I don't really have that much goals, but I just I try I just try to get high honors pretty much all the time. Okay, that's definitely a good goal, um, and you're holding yourself to pretty high expectations. And so, what are some of the things that you're doing to achieve that goal? Oh. Uh, I'm doing my homework even though it's not due until like later days and like for the projects I'm taking extra time and doing them over the weekends and like having my parents help me with them. These are all such good things to hear, you know, because, you know, it's been a while since I've been in the classroom, but I remember um, the struggle of being a teacher and trying to get students to understand the importance of getting ahead of things. And that sounds to me, that's what you're doing. You're getting ahead um, and you're making sure that the work that you do is quality, you know, by, by not you know, waiting to the last minute, which so many of us in life, not just in school, but so many people in life, wait till the last minute and the fact that you're in sixth grade and you have discovered this early in life that 
there's something to be said about getting the work done earlier, that is a key successful skill set that's going to do you well in life. So Connor, is there anything else that you want to share with our listening audience before I send you back to class? Um, for the transitioning, um, in the first couple of days, we didn't really do work. And then when we started doing work, I didn't even notice. I just like, we just, I just did it. And then like at, by the end of the, by the end of September, I just, I like realized that we were doing work and I've already had like homework and. So they tricked you. Kind of. Yeah, that's great. So any, any fifth grader listening, don't worry about the work. It'll be a seamless, smooth process um, in, in getting you to start doing the work. All right, Connor, again, congratulations on the name. It's a fantastic name. Um, and keep up the good work in sixth grade. Okay. Thanks, man. Welcome back, everyone, to Schooling Ya, a Birchen Park podcast. Today, I am joined by Emily from sixth grade. So before I get any further, Emily, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Thanks. You too. Did you get any gifts? Did you get any candies? Yes. You I did? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite candy? Um, I like Kit Kats. <laughs> oh, you're a Kit Kat fan. Do you prefer, um, when it comes to candy, do you prefer, like, chocolates or gummy? Um... Probably gummy sometimes. Like Sour Patch Kids? You have sour? Yeah, oh, I like those. God. I can't. I can't. Like, because if I have more than one of them, like, it just destroys all of my taste buds. And then I can't <laughs> taste anything after that. So I have always uh, gravitated more towards chocolates. And when I go home uh, from school today, I foresee myself eating a lot of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. But that's... <laughs> That's not why I brought you here today. We are here today to talk about transitions. Um, So as you uh, made your way from fifth grade to sixth grade, uh, it it comes with a lot of of thought and it comes with a a whole emotional journey as you begin to think about your next step in your development um, as a student heading to a new school. So when you were in fifth grade, were you in fifth grade in East Long Meadow? Yes. Okay, so you were you were in town. Were you at Maple Shade or Mountain View? Mountain View. Okay, so you were at Mountain View in fifth grade, and you're thinking ahead, and you're going to be coming into sixth grade. So along with thinking ahead, there comes both excitement and some and some fear because with change, um, it, it can be a scary thing. So. Um, what was the thing that you were most afraid of when you thought about entering a new school as a sixth grader? Um, the thing I was most afraid of was probably getting lost and not making it to class on time and maybe getting in trouble by the teachers. Okay, so getting in trouble for not showing up on time. It is so funny after talking to so many students that that is the common fear of just being in a new school and then not knowing where to go. Um, So when you did arrive on your first day of school, knowing that that was your fear, how did it go? It went really well. I made it to all my classes on time and only got lost like once. And when you did get lost, did you get in trouble? No. Yeah. So that that's what's that, that's what's important is that uh, that we 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 learn from our fears and that sometimes our fears it, the term is irrational fear. Um, it means that it's not based in logic. Um, so teachers are not going to go out of their way on the first day of school to really 
just make a poor sixth grade kid's life awful because they didn't make it to, to school. But it's it's just really interesting that that is the, the number one uh, the number one concern for a lot of students as they come in. Um, and so, what was one of the things that you were most excited about as you as you entered? Um, I was most excited to like be in middle school and just kind of have a different feeling from elementary school being in one classes being in one class and then rotating around classes and being in with different kids throughout the different classes. Okay, so you you were you were ready for that step to to start to experience new modalities of of learning and and working with others. And in terms of meeting new kids, do you when it comes to your own learning, are you someone that likes to work independently or do you like to work with others collaboratively? Um, most times it's easier for me to work independently but I still do enjoy working with other people. Okay um, and what did you learn about yourself as you made the transition between elementary school and middle school? Um, I learned that sometimes I do think that I won't do as well in uh, something but then I do just fine and nothing really happens bad. That is a great philosophy and thought process to have, and I'm very impressed that at this age you have figured that out, because uh, that is not always the case uh, for your peers, and it's not always the case for my peers. Uh, that 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 um, there's just a lot of people walking around that have not figured it out. So congratulations. That that's really important that you have that. It's going to do you well in life. So when we talk about transitions, and you've already made one of the big milestones in your life, moving from fifth grade to sixth grade. Um, but with that said, just because you have entered the building as a sixth grader, it doesn't mean that it's over yet. So we are now, wow, we are now midway through February and we are firmly in the, the, the second half of the school year. So the first part of coming in as a sixth grader is learning how to be a sixth grader, learning how to be a middle school student, learning the routines, learning the layout of the building, learning expectations for, for homework and how to work in class and uh, just all of the expectations that come with being that, that entry level middle school student. Now, that, that learning part is done because you're no longer learning how to be a sixth grade student. You're just straight up a sixth grade student. You're a middle school student now. Um, and you continue to transition throughout the, the building and as we head towards the tail end of the winter into the spring, you're not really going to be looking back. You're going to be looking ahead. You're going to be thinking about what happens next year when you go downstairs and you're assigned to either Sapphire or Jade as a uh, seventh grade student. So as you continue to transition as a student, what are the challenges that you face as you continue to make these challenges? Well, just kind of knowing what you're doing, staying on task, getting your work done, and like being prepared for like the how seventh grade will be harder than sixth grade was, mm -hmm. and just getting used to that. So would you say, I, I think that preparation, I wanna, I wanna focus on that a little bit. How much has preparation factored in to your success as a sixth grade student? Um, a whole lot because if you're not prepared then you won't really be able 
to do what you're supposed to do. Like if you come into a new school without a backpack, without your binders, you're not going to be able to participate, and it's also going to be um, a little bit harder to like do what the other kids are doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, you're not going to have the same effect as the other kids who are prepared. I completely agree. And in terms of preparation, how much has this just how much of preparation have you absorbed into your life in terms of you, you, I think that coming to class prepared for the, with the materials that you need certainly is a, a fantastic step. But in terms of, of homework, of writing down your assignments, of knowing that you have a test coming up, how do you prepare for these, these tasks? Um, so since I do another sport, I have to make sure that I have time to do my homework, study for the quiz, and then go to the sport. So I kind of put school ahead of everything else so that I get all my stuff done and I'm not falling behind in class. That is so, um, it's just, it, it's so inspiring to hear that this early on you have really started to tackle time management, which can be very, very difficult. Um, do you find with the fact that you have had to prioritize aspects of your life and categorize them in, in ways where you will maximize your efficiency in both school and sports, when you put school first and then knowing that you have sports afterwards, do you find that at times there might be pressure from your friends who don't prioritize that? Yeah. What does that look like? Because sometimes, like, I'll be trying to study or I'll be getting done a huge homework assignment that I need a lot of time for, and they'll be, like, wanting me to go over their house or something, and I'll be like, I can't, I have to study. But then, like, they'll start kind of getting mad at me if I don't, like, hang out with them more than they think I should. You know what's so interesting is that so much of the time when we talk about, we meaning the adults, when we talk about peer pressure, we always tend to link it to, you know, like smoking pot or drugs or smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, we, there, there's peer pressure to do and ingest illegal substances. Yeah. You know, that's when we tend to use the term peer pressure. But it's really important to know that peer pressure comes across in, in so many ways, mm-hmm. and it, it, it can affect how well you do in school, having nothing to do with drugs or alcohol, and it, it can just be, I want to study, and I'm feeling pressure from my peers to not study. So that, that is good for me to know, um, just because as you, as you and, and your, your, the students in your grade continue to, to grow with one another, we all have to, to figure out um, just the, the structures in our lives that are going to help us succeed. And it looks like you have begun to figure that out. For some of your peers, it's a little bit more of a challenge. But as long as you stay the course and be true to yourself and what you believe is best for you and your education and your development and your grades, it looks like you've got everything all set. I would continue to encourage you to to do what is working for you. So it looks like you have your head screwed on really, really well onto your shoulders, Emily, which is awesome. So you've talked a little bit about uh, preparation and how that has been able to combat some of the challenges that have come up. And so that's a challenge, but what about middle school just has come easy to you? Has anything just naturally come easy to you as a middle school student? Um, not all of it, but like kind of paying attention in class and getting most of my work done, it kind of just happens because I'm used to it from like fifth grade and the other grades. Okay. 
And you mentioned sports. Okay, so sometimes there is just a, a clear line uh, between what occurs in school and the interests that we have in school and the interests that we have outside of school. Um, so you've mentioned that, that sports is something that you're interested outside of school. Um, so what I want to know right now is you as a person, what are the interests that you have outside of the school? Um, so I like to act and I like to do gymnastics. And if I'm not doing any of those, I like to like play outside with my siblings. Very cool. So um, how long have you been acting for? Um, seven years, maybe. Oh, wow. That's a long time. <laughs> what are some of the roles that you have had as an actress? Um, when I was in fourth grade, I got the lead role of The Secret Garden. Congratulations. Down at City Stage. And oh, wow. At City Stage. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's great. And I also, um, sometimes I play like bigger roles in the plays that I write in my classes and then um, perform them at like the little sh shows that we have. And then sometimes there's just minor roles and other times there's no roles. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of up and down everywhere. That is, that, that I, I'm, I'm always fascinated with um, students who have chosen to act because it is not easy to stand on a stage in front of an entire audience and then perform um, for them. And then you say that you're, you're writing your own stuff as well? Uh, yeah. What does that look like? So when I'm in my class, uh, the class that I have now is like of six kids and what we do is we just kind of brainstorm idea, ideas and improv and then we see what we like and then we kind of split up into groups and start writing and sometimes it can be like hard as we get to the deadline to finish it and other times it's just kind of easy just to think oh well this would be good this would be good this wouldn't and then it kind of just all folds through oh wow okay you are you are very task oriented uh, in very creative ways i think that 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 is that is very admirable and you've also mentioned gymnastics yes. and how long you've been doing that uh since i was Six or seven months. Okay, so you've been doing this set six or seven months? Yeah. So you like you just started tumbling right right, right away? <laughs> well, I started taking like the baby classes that they oh have. Oh, my God. That is – you got in early. Now, uh, I, I guess if you were to, to choose, um, if someone said you can only do one or the other, which one would you choose? Um, oh, I don't know because I, I really enjoy both of them and I spend a lot of time on both of them, mm -hmm. so – would kind of have to take a lot of thought into that. Have you been watching the Winter Olympics? Um, no, I haven't. Okay. Um, and if you were to think ahead in the future, you know, future Emily, do you see yourself either trying to compete uh, with, with gymnastics, um, you know, full time, or do you see yourself maybe going the route of, hey, I want to try to become like a, a professional actress? Um. Probably, maybe acting only because I've like done like a lot of like I've done like Disney auditions and like made it like there but then um, like I didn't have enough time because gymnastics was in the way. When and you say that you've made it there, what, what does that, like, what does that so, mean? So um, I did a Disney audition and um, uh, they wanted, they like accepted me. But then I realized, like, the times I'd have to be on there and, like, the money would kind of be, like, a little bit of a problem. Okay. 
And then gymnastics is also like really expensive and I do like really excel in that. But I feel like my future self would probably be um, kind of like better at acting, I guess, and more time oriented in that. Okay. Well, you have you have a lot of time to grow before <laughs> you have to start thinking about what your future holds. But it's it's just interesting that you you have two paths that that you currently could choose right now, um, and and a lot of people don't have that. So that it's good to have options at this this early in your life. So you you've mentioned gymnastics, you've mentioned acting, and these are your interests outside of school. Now, in school, traditionally, uh, you know, teachers uh, just the way that the, the, the education system has been built um, once upon a time it was very the, the, the structure of teaching was a, a teacher would stand in front of students would give information to the students the students would listen and then that was that was education that's not education today so is has there been any time in your time here in Birchland in which your outside interests of acting of of um, gymnastics, have they been able to be incorporated into the classrooms in any way? Um, yes, because in health, um, they, she has like us do role plays, so using like the knowledge that I have, I, um, it kind of just comes easy to me, and it's not like nerve-wracking, and like when we do presentations, it, like, I, I don't get nervous, it's just kind of a thing that I've just always done, so it doesn't really affect me. And gymnastics, the strength really helps, like in gym, to do fitness tests because they don't really like, um, like make me like hurt, like sh strength-wise. It just, it's just easy for me, I guess. That's 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 fantastic. So, Emily, um, we are wrapping up now, uh, and as we look ahead to the the rest of February, March, April, May, and then with a little bit of June. What is one personal goal that you want to accomplish for yourself by the end of this year? Um, probably being able to focus a little bit more in class instead of sometimes trailing off because of the people I'm like sitting next to or around. So you'd say that sometimes people can be a distraction? Yeah. Do you have any ideas of how you can help yourself focus a little bit more in class? Um, probably try to like keep like my distance and maybe like sit at like um, a different seat that's like not around the people that I usually talk to. It's really good to have a plan. So you, you, you've come up with a goal, that's great, and then I think that the next step would be to start planning around that goal and put in clear steps that would help you achieve it. But with what I've learned about you, I am very confident that you'll achieve that goal. So Emily, is there anything that you want to share with our listening audience? Um, just try to focus more on school than anything that may not be as important. I think that is great advice. You heard it here, folks, from Emily herself. Emily, once again, happy Valentine's Day, and thank you for joining us on Schooling You, a Birch and Park podcast. Thank you. That was great. You were awesome. I'm so glad that we finally got to do this. <laughs> All right, everyone, so there you have it. Uh, we have spoken to Elaine Santanello from Mountain View School. We have spoken to uh, Connor, and we've spoken to Emily. And with that, uh, we are finally ready to 
end our transition of transitions. We're going to put transitions in all of our examination of this process in our students' lives in the past. And instead, what we're going to do, I, I've loved talking to the sixth graders. It's been such a great experience for me to get to know uh, our sixth grade students this way. But uh, as I record this, as you, can, as you might have heard from all the different interviews, um, they, they, they were cobbled together from a different, uh, different uh, points over the last uh, couple months or so. So as I'm recording this, it is the, uh, the tail end of March. And so looking ahead, um, what I want to do, I want to spend some time with our current eighth grade before they leave us on their own transition to high school. So for the next few weeks, the, the, the next batch of episodes, um, I'm going to sit down with some of our eighth graders and discuss a whole myriad of topics. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. Everyone, as I record this, if you are listening today, this is Friday. I hope you all have a fantastic, well-deserved, restful weekend. Um, and make sure that you, you stick around for the next episode of Schooling You, a Birch and Park podcast. Thank you.